Hi everyone, I'm Taylor from TaylorPayman.com and I help empower new mothers to build profitable and flexible careers so they can find more joy in motherhood, more confidence in their new identity as mothers, and more fulfillment in their careers. Today's episode is a personal share. You know, last week, a couple weeks ago, I sent out a a survey to um, a couple mamas who showed interest in this Mindful Mamas group that I'm starting up in October. And some of the questions on there were, you know, what are some of the things that you're struggling with right now? What's some areas of your life that could use some extra love and attention? And this topic of time management came up a lot. And um, yeah, it, it really sparked the idea for this week's episode thinking, you know, hey, actually, I'm, I've developed a few tips that have been really helpful, especially during covid um, with the whole world turned upside down, you know, and, and operating, um, in a 700 square foot space with my husband who works full time and my baby girl, who's, um, basically been going from crawling to stumbling to walking now. So a lot of changes there. And, um, through all those changes, I know how reassuring it can be to, to try and fall back on some kind of routine or some kind of system so that you feel like you're not losing your mind. (laughs) I always thought of myself as a pretty like easygoing person when it came to schedules. Like when we go on vacations, I don't like over planning. I really just love the idea of adventure and letting things take us where they're going to take us. Um, But since being a mom, that's taken it to a whole nother level. It's like way too much on the other on the other end of like unpredictability that it's having me um, desperately grasp on for routine some days. So yeah, that's that's who I've become in motherhood. And now I'm like super obsessed with my time management um, and managing my time during the day. So yeah, the inspiration behind this episode was that. And uh, I'm hoping that the the tips and uh, the personal share that I, I talk about in my, my day-to-day life um, inspires you or or helps um, inspire some creative problem solving on your end to create a little bit more um, routine to your days and and then ultimately peace to your mind because that's that's the ultimate goal right <laughs> all right let's dive in Hello, mamas. Happy Friday. I'm actually recording this on Thursday. Um, But man, how the heck are you doing today? The air here in San Francisco has finally reached a a good level. So that means um, an index of 50 or below. And just to put that into perspective, when things were really bad when you were seeing these pictures of orange skies here on the west coast I think the index was well over 250 um I think in some areas it said it even got up into the three four hundreds maybe don't quote me on that but I know it was definitely not 50 or below so that means the last couple days we've been able to get outside which has been great I I actually kind of um being full transparency, uh, I actually got a little too excited before it actually got to 50. So we went outside when the air quality was a little bit more like moderate zone. But I was like, 
the predictions showed that it might actually go back up and get worse. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to breathe in a little bit of a little bit of bad air for a little bit. It's not horrible. It's it's just not good. But um, we're going to get some sun and fresher air for a little bit in case we are stuck in our box for another another week. So uh, I just want to offer, offer up a moment of gratitude for clean air. <laughs> if there's one consistent silver lining that I've noticed throughout this challenging year so far, it's that you know, this new grateful perspective that I have found for just truly the simplest things. And I say simple because there are things that just, especially in in the United States, like that we definitely take for granted. You know, I, I remember traveling to India before Blue was born and the air quality there is not good. And, and most days it's not good. Um, and so just truly how blessed we are to just usually have pretty good air here. And then to experience it when you're you know, with COVID, you're kind of locked in and then another layer of, of lockdown happens when you can't even get outside um, and it, it, you don't want to. <laughs> it's not like you're breathing it. You get like little particles in your in your mouth. It, it just doesn't it tastes weird if you're out too long. I, I did that before. So anyways, uh, just I guess I've just been reflecting on how much I take that for granted and oh there's just like a newfound joy now appreciating that and and but yeah when you have a couple weeks of hazardous levels of air breathing in that fresh air and you're just going outside and feeling the wind on your cheeks the warm sun on your skin oh my god it's so healing and it just it brings so much joy to my life so right when this the air started getting a lot better uh, I took Blue over to the beach, and they've they've closed the road off right next to the beach for pedestrians to walk for a while, I think since the beginning of COVID, and I brought the stroller with because she's too heavy for me to carry comfortably in the in the carrier anymore. I still have a little diastasis I'm trying to heal, and and with the, uh, with the C-section scar, it's not tender anymore, but maybe any mamas out there who have a C-section scar, you're just aware of that area a lot more than you than you were before and so it's just kind of like an uncomfortable thing still for me to have a lot of like pressure or weight pressing on it but so yeah I don't I don't carry her in the carrier very like very long anymore and um, I also realized that I think our stroller days are probably over too because now that she's walking you know I'm not sure if I mentioned but we have a walker in the house just this last week she popped up and just started walking all over the house (laughs) and uh but now that she's walking sitting in the stroller is just not going to cut it for anymore she does like after five minutes she's like trying to jump out standing up leaning over the edge so it's just not it's not going to work anymore so I guess I guess I just have to kind of meet her where she is right now which is in this like mostly crawling but sometimes walking phase and I feel like I need to get her like knee pads so she's not like burning holes through all of her pants right now. <laughs> oh, it's a messy period. But um, yeah, it was just during that time when we were out on the beach, it was one of those moments where I was just kind of like struck with the reality of life right now and and this moment and not like maybe you know what I'm talking about. It's one of those moments where like you may have been kind of like aimlessly like walking around and and maybe your mind is somewhere else, but then it's like something happens. Like 
maybe a noise, someone talks to you and it like brings you right back into your body, right? Like right back to this present moment. And it feels like you're like, you're awake, but it feels like you're waking up. Um, you just become very aware of everything in that moment. And it was this realization of how old blue is and what her first year of life of life on earth has been like so far, or at least the last six months of it. And through all the confusion and frustration and changes, she's been growing and changing too. And it was just a really helpful shift of my perspective, going from being so consumed mentally with the drama and the stress from the last two weeks of being indoors to then getting outside and I don't know if it has to do with like confinement too, you know, when you're in like an enclosed space, it kind of, for me at least, makes me tune inward more. It's almost like I add more layers of confinement naturally. And it's, it's good for introspection sometimes, but like in moments of pandemics and fires, like it can sometimes just consume you in that place of, of anxiousness or the drama of life, right? So then I go from that to then being outside where it's like open air, especially over by the beach, like big sky, no buildings obstructing your view. And, and you have a clear view of the sky where the sky meets the earth, at least on the horizon. And uh, just like taking that in. And there was also like this wave of fog that was coming through. So it, it looked like the the cliffs on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge were like floating in the sky or sitting on clouds. Um, yeah, just getting outside, being in nature is always so healing for me. And, and it really just like takes me out of the drama in my head. And it just kind of puts things into perspective of like, it's such a small thing, even though it feels so big. And maybe in like the day-to-day life, it is a big deal, but like in the grand scheme of things, my life is just such a little, little tiny piece of it. And that's always been helpful for me. Getting to the beach is just, it's like my therapy. And um, so yeah, I had this kind of like, whoa, full body wake up of like, yeah, all these things have been happening, but also like have you been aware that like your daughter's getting older? Like, you know, for you, it feels like this year is like lasting forever, but also it's like a very small piece of your life so far, my life. I know I'm talking like third person, like I'm talking to myself, but it's a very small piece of, of my life so far, my 31 years on earth. But for her one year, that's been half her life. And I don't know, I guess I had a moment of like sadness and grief for that, but then also like an appreciation to just like wake up to that moment of like, don't forget with all the drama happening in the world, don't forget like the more important things here. Don't, don't forget that like, I don't know, that your daughter's growing up and that like soon she's going to be one and she's never going to be 11 months old again and never 10 and never nine. And I just try and savor those moments more and, and, um, yeah, I don't know. That perspective was just interesting <laughs> and how it hit me. Um, yeah, but life is still happening. You know, drama and chaos aside, life is still happening. And I'm so grateful for those little reminders that Blue sends me even without having to say it. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that quick moment of my week and 
especially if you're stuck in the drama from your week. You know, it's Friday, so that means like you've you've just gone through five tough days, <laughs> and um, hey, maybe they're all tough. I shouldn't just say that, but I know working working parents know that the the week is always maybe the hardest. Um, but anyways, yeah. If you're still stuck in the drama from your week or maybe maybe it's drama from like two months ago, three months ago when this all started and you could just use a little reminder to snap back into life and to wake up just to get back into your body and um, maybe soften your grip a little bit on the drama and, and find that sweetness. And maybe it's as simple as it was for me just realizing my daughter isn't a newborn anymore and yeah, she's not even a baby anymore she's basically a teenager at this point she's got a lot of sass so this reminder this is your reminder to just check back in for a moment and I'm wondering if that's if that's going to be the next big practice for me here in motherhood as life gets a lot more crazy and fast-paced with her running around the place you know I guess maybe my practice is going to be to find as many moments as I can to slow down enough to savor them so I don't miss it and so, so I can be there, right? So I can be present with Blue as much as I can. And it makes me think about one of those, like, those movies where, like, you're watching a movie and it's in slow-mo. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm wondering if, if, that's, if that's what I'm aiming for here, of, like, just experiencing life in slow-mo a little bit more. And just, I don't know, like, like sitting on my couch and watching her run around at full speed. But by watching it, it somehow slows it down. Not like being on my phone or trying to do three other things at once, but just watching her. I don't know. I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense in this moment. Maybe you get what I'm saying, but that's just something I've been reflecting on. So yeah, that was just, that was something sweet. And uh, and something I was reflecting on as I was sitting down to to record this week's episode. But... The topic I wanted to talk about this week is around time management. And for those mamas who recently filled out the the Mindful Mama survey, thank you again. I should have dates and times uh, nailed down in the next week, and I'll update you all very soon. So thank you for your patience. Um, But also, a lot of you mamas mentioned that time management was something that you could use a bit more support with. And truthfully, you know, I got really excited when I saw those answers coming through because time management is something I'm really good at or I've gotten really good at in the last year. In the last month, I've also consciously made some pretty tough decisions around how I spend my time that I've uh, really benefited from my mental health specifically. So I wanted to share my process for how I I get shit done around here during the week. And um, yeah, maybe it, maybe Maybe it helps you in some way, a little nugget, a tip that you can take into your day-to-day. So the first thing I did, I I have a lot of things going on at all the time, like most people, but also like I have moments of creativity that like kind of throw new projects or ideas into the mix that there just isn't enough time and space for to begin with. So the first thing I had to do was get really clear on my priorities. That's really tough. <laughs> it's it's a really tough thing to do. I mean, some of them are obvious, you know, like family's obviously up there, but also you know, my mental health and physical health, all that stuff. But then like the list can, can keep going. <laughs> so I had to be really honest with myself here about what 
are my priorities right now? And then I also took a moment to zoom out and look at my whole day to see the available hours that I had in my days throughout the week. So right now, I'm the primary caregiver for Blue. And yeah, we're in a really small space, so that means Stephen is very much around and present throughout the day. But during the work hours, I really try to give him space so he can focus and finish on his work on time. So that's not trickling longer into the evening when, when I usually get my time or family time. And in his job, he works with people all over the world. So because of time zones, his days usually start at like 5 a.m. and end around 2 p.m. And then also blue schedule, she wakes up between 6.30 and 8 in the morning. Uh, most days it's more like 6.30 right on the dot. Um, but then she goes to bed between 8 or 9 at night. And right now, she usually takes two naps a day for like a total of three hours. So keeping all that in mind, I zoomed out to take a bigger a bigger picture view of the day. And I saw that from as early as like 6.30 to 2 p.m., I was going to be in mama mode, basically. So during that time, it's pure playtime. I used to preface it by, if the weather's nice, we'll go out for a long walk or play in the park for a few hours. But after being cooped up for like weeks in here, I don't care if it's raining or 30 degrees, like we are getting outside. If the air is healthy, we're getting outside. So um, anyways, so that's something that I've definitely implemented in my day. But then also, well, and and going back to that. So yeah, during that time is playtime. So that means like, I am in mom mode. I I zone out. I take myself off the hook for the other things that are important to me because I know that I've scheduled time for it later on and, and then I will be getting my dedicated time for that thing as well. So not trying to juggle a bunch of things, just truly dedicating that time for Blue and I. So looking at that, I realized... Um, so anyways, after I noticed from 6.30 to 2.00, That was kind of like my, it was blocked out basically. Um, So then I realized I had some availability before that um, or after. And so that could be time for me. So I started looking at my list of priorities that I made before and um, the things that I'm working on. And I realized that I could condense all those things into like eight main buckets, which eight is still pretty high. (laughs) And I might... I might need to still condense a little bit, but it's so far it's working out pretty good for me. And those eight buckets were number one, mental health, number two, exercise, number three, podcast, number four, social media, number five, website, number six, coaching, number seven, admin or catch up stuff, and number eight, personal. And they're not exactly in the most accurate order in terms of priorities, but number one and number two of mental health and exercise are definitely in the right spot. So since Blue was born and I was able to engage in physical activity for myself again, I realized such a drastic difference in my mood on the days where I took some time for my physical and mental health. And even better still were the days where I took some days for both my physical and mental health before I did anything for anyone else. You know, filling my cup up first, putting my mask on first, if you catch my drift. So I started waking up at five (laughs) very early and uh, to make sure that I would get that dedicated time for myself. And it's been a challenging shift. You know, I'm I'm definitely uh, 
I'm definitely not 100% energized throughout the day. Uh, I'll be honest, but I've done enough trial and error to know how important and good this is for me. It's my number one and number two priorities after all. So I make the time for it. It is a conscious decision every day. And from that perspective, it's given me like the boost I need to get up and to do it in the morning. Also, it's it's taken me a lot of testing and getting frustrated and giving up and restarting again and again to get to this place where I finally feel like I have a sustainable routine. And for me, that means getting up at 5 or 5, 5.05 a.m. And I don't do anything else unless I have to pee <laughs> before I sit down on the couch. I grab a pen and paper and I do my morning gratitude list. And I shared a whole episode of this on uh, number 17, my non-negotiable morning gratitude practice. So if you want to check it out, I go into detail. It's quick, but I go into detail about the steps that I take and it's honestly a practice that you can do in five, 10 minutes if you want, um, or longer. It's all just how much time you give yourself to write, but that was the point. It needed to be short or I wouldn't do it. (laughs) So, um, anyways, go check it out if you're interested in that. And then after that, then I go brush my teeth. Then I drink a little water. I change into some exercise clothes, which for me means whatever takes the least amount of effort. Sometimes it's literally my underwear and a sports bra, not even shoes, sometimes not even socks. Um, Simplification is the key here. So if it takes me too much energy or time, um, I know I'm going to lose interest and motivation to keep waking up. So also I've given up on trying to go all out. You know, I'm exercising right now to feel strong and healthy and happy during my days. I'm not going for Sports Illustrated Body of the Year here. So I hold the mantra of good enough all the time in my mind when I'm not really, when I'm really not wanting to do my exercises or a lot of things actually. And I've also gotten to the point where I'm just genuinely proud of myself for showing up at 5am to get a good sweat in to start the day. And that's pretty cool. I'm proud of that. And so yeah, then most days I'm able to like squeeze in a quick shower. Well, all days I shower, but (laughs) most days I'm able to um, get a quick shower in before Blue wakes up and and if she sleeps in a little bit, little, little bit later, great. Like I have some extra time for me in the morning to jumpstart on the things that I wanted to do that day. Um, if she wakes up early, Stephen will grab her so I can finish my workout and, and shower quick. So it's like a nice system we've worked out there. And yeah, so that's Monday through Thursday for my days um, in the morning. Friday's my rest day. So on those days, I, I try and sleep in a bit and maybe even let Blue like be my, wake, my uh, alarm clock that day which is something that used to really bother me it used to really bother me that I didn't even have control over when I would wake up in my day um but now uh, at that point in the week especially I've put myself first so many times that starting my day when blue wakes up actually kind of feels sweet to me I kind of look forward to that on Fridays Hi there. Thanks for listening in. Starting this October, I'll be starting a virtual mamas group called Mindful Mamas. Together, we'll meditate, journal, connect with each other, and reconnect with ourselves, all from the comfort of your bed, your couch, or the only vacant, quiet room or closet in your home. 
If you're interested in learning more about the group and connecting with a greater community of like-minded mamas, please email me at info at or you can quickly fill out an application on my website at taylorpingman.com and just click on the Mindful Mamas tab at the top. Thanks again for tuning in. Let's get back to this week's episode. So going back to my priority list, that's how I fit in the first two right off the bat um, with my mental health and my physical health. So waking up earlier is really hard some days, but it's also really worth it afterwards. And um, yeah, it's given me like like a quick sense of, of accomplishment and inner calm right at the start of the day and before Blue even wakes up. And so I find that I'm, I'm able to show up in our time together in that mama time from like 6.30 to 2 more fully and happily because I've dedicated time to myself. I was present. I was focused on those tasks not like feeling guilty about it and so I don't do the same thing when I'm with her you know I'm able to just be there with her which is really cool and so then I take a look at the rest of the list and I notice there are six more buckets left podcast social media website coaching admin personal and a lot of that are just like work stuff Um, I'm starting up this coaching business I'm sure you guys have heard some or read some of the posts I've I've shared about this on um, on that topic, and so yeah, it's it's hard getting anything started, but um, there's a bunch of different avenues that I'm trying to work on for that. So that's what most of those are, and so I have these six buckets, and I realize that if I assigned one bucket to each day of the week, maybe one um, one on the weekends. I could put more attention on a single category and probably be more productive and focused in the process. So I wasn't just hopping around aimlessly from task to task. I'm not sure if any of you guys do that where like I'll have a, like a random list of to do's for that day. It'll be like do the laundry, look up birthday gifts for blue, write and record this week's episode. And like, first of all, all those things actually take like take a lot of time (laughs) um so it's not something that I can just like get done in two minutes so already like it's unrealistic the amount of things that I have listed for the amount of time that I know I'm going to have in the day but also like wouldn't it be a lot more helpful if maybe like I dedicated one day to cleaning and chores and another day to podcast stuff that way I can be more focused on it so that was kind of like the thought behind it and um so I started assigning a bucket per day and so Mondays I work on the podcast, Tuesday is social, Wednesday is website, Thursday is coaching and mom, mindful mama's work, um, and Friday is my catch-up admin day. So so if there's something I needed a bit more time and focus on, I'll use that day for that just to kind of catch up or maybe catch up on emails or something. I'm always behind in those. So um, then on the weekends, that's for the personal time, like shopping for Blue's birthday, and I'm really strict about this. Even if I'm fall, even if I've fallen behind in things that I wanted to get done for that week, um, like there was some website updates I wanted to do this week that I'm just not going to be able to get to this week. I used to try and squeeze in all the time I had, any free time on the weekends to do that. 
Um, now I have like a strict rule where it's like the weekends are for connecting and for reviving myself. I'll meditate more. I'll journal and write more. Maybe Steven and I cuddle up on the couch when Blue's napping. Maybe we watch a Bollywood movie. Um, maybe, maybe we all as a family go to the beach or on a walk or to the zoo and just have fun or, or do some fun projects around the apartment that we've been meaning to, to work on. Um, it's all about connecting at that point. And then, and I found like, I thought it was going to make me feel really behind in all my work stuff. Like oh, I could be taking advantage of all this extra time for my work, but I go back to like the priorities and I don't have family explicitly like listed on there because it's something like that's actually one of the easiest things for me to put time aside for. Uh, it just kind of happens. Actually, I have to fight for the the other things that are important to me to make sure I'm I'm putting enough time in my day for those things. Yeah, spending time with Steven, spending time with Blue, it just kind of naturally consumes me. So that's that's what's been working for me. And what I love about this bucket system too is that when I get a new to do list, most of the time it falls nicely under one of those already, you know. Uh, identified buckets so basically having a run I have basically running to-do list for each bucket and then depending on the day I'll look at that that day's to-do list um, like today's Friday so I'll look at um, I'll look at the running to-do list I have under admin or catch-up um, and see okay which thing which thing am I going to focus on today and like what's the most important so that way I'm able to actually make progress on things and I can see myself accomplishing more which is also really fulfilling too so after I did that each day has a theme then I went back to the hours in my day to see how much time I could get for myself so for each of those things in the day and I mentioned blue usually naps around two and a half three hours a day so the moment I get her down I'm back into work mode I'm pulling up the theme for the day and I'm getting back to work. Um, also, with Steven getting done at 2, we started blocking off time from 2 to 4 for me time. And I could spend that however I want, but I usually, that's like two extra hours to do my work. So that's when I do that. Um, and that way, Steven and Blue get some time to connect and hang out. And it's usually when the weather is like the nicest. Uh, it usually gets, starts to get a little windy, but, you know, they ha- they usually go out for a, a long walk, which is when I record these episodes for the most part. And, um, yeah, I just get a few more hours to finish up my things for the day so that I'm I'm leaving my work day to at least um, from a more conscious place rather than, like, trying to squeeze it in while Blue's finishing up her second nap and, like, I'm almost done with the task and then she wakes up. <laughs> and I got to put it on pause. So at least this way it lets me kind of like finish things up and just feel a little bit more, um, yeah, completed for the day. And then at four, I actually have a calendar invite that says family time phones away. <laughs> I put that on mine and Steven's calendar. And uh, then we spend that time from like four till eight or nine, whenever Blue goes down for bed for cooking dinner, maybe going on family walks outside catching up from our days, um, playing games on the carpet, cleaning up, um, just us time. Last week I was interviewing an upcoming guest on our show. She's a just a powerhouse of a woman. Um, she started her own 
branding agency. She's a mom of two kiddos. And when I asked her how she stays organized in her days and juggles so much, she said she runs her home like a business. And that just made me so excited because I actually feel like that's what I'm doing right now. Like I feel like I'm ru- I'm running our home as a business. We have set schedules, different roles, um, clear boundaries. And then we talked through some of the, those systems and non-negotiable boundaries that she's put in place to keep everything moving. And um, she also has a morning gratitude and exercise routine, by the way. So I think I'm on to something here. You know, if those... If the super successful mama of two is uh, doing some of the things I'm doing, well, then I think I'm following in the right shoes here and I'm on the right track. Anyways, I don't want to go into too much detail on this because the episode is so good and juicy and I don't want to ruin it. But yeah, I just love that her solutions were clear and so simple to what I've been talking about here. Getting clear on your priorities then creating systems that make the time for those things and then just get the shit done. Like be present for those things. Like if you're setting your life up for, for these buckets, like do yourself a favor and stay in that bucket when you're there, you know, don't try and dip a toe in another area and like, and do the whole multitasking thing. Like studies show that we're actually not good at that. We're not meant to be doing that very long or if at all, you know, it's just not healthy for us. So, so anyways, to recap, systems and routines are very helpful <laughs> to creating a support system that you can lean on when the world or your life feels all over the place and a little bit unmanageable. And so the system that I have, again, just take a minute and get really clear on your priorities start making a list of all the things that you're working on and see if there's some consistency with them that you can condense them into buckets. I'd recommend starting with like no more than eight and then see are there areas in your day where you can set up some boundaries around them? Are are there certain periods in your day every day that you can hold aside for that one thing for the day and then try it out. You'll find through trial and errors when you find out yeah this is working or um, actually this thing always takes longer than the time I have and so it's really frustrating I don't feel I don't feel like satisfied like I can actually complete it move things around you know but I just wanted to offer up that that solution or that idea in case it helps so anyways that's my system that's been helping me lately and keeping me sane and just adding in some routine and structure structure so my days are a little more predictable and organized and so that I can really show up for each thing in my life as it comes up during my morning me time I get to really reconnect with myself get grounded for the day and sweat out the stress and then there's mama and blue time and we get to goof around and create memories and then nap times and evenings are when I get to squeeze in more work on the projects that give me a deeper purpose and fill me up. And then at night we get our family time, which gives everything else we work on during the day its meaning and gives me strength to carry through the next day. And I know life is really hard for a lot of parents right now, and I'm raising my hand here too. So I hope that sharing my process, it helps you take similar steps to identify opportunities to organize your day in a way that allows for more you time and a greater sense of accomplishment. 
And if you try this out for yourself, let me know. DM me on Instagram and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. Um, maybe you you found even like better hacks to the system. And then I definitely want to hear from you. Let me know. Let me know what's working. And uh, yeah, or if you have another system too, that would be great too. So thanks for listening in to this week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I look forward to connecting with you again next Friday. Have a wonderful day.